welcome back to the punt return. We have a week off, a, a, a licensed actual week off with no football, and not just because one of us didn't want to do the show. We decided even with no football, we're going to do the show this week, so we've got an extra episode. Uh, there are two teams left. It was uh, a pretty incredible championship round, championship weekend. Um, didn't quite work out the way everyone thought that it was going to work out, uh, but very entertaining some excellent football. Uh, I've, I've got a I've got a free lunch coming, so I'm excited about that. And uh, speaking <laughs> of free lunches, Ryan, you uh, you won our our big bet head to head last season. It's my turn. Um, although I will I will say that you know if you, if you want to take ten or eleven months to to pay it, I'll I'll allow it. I'll allow it. we can have lunch next playoffs if you like. <laughs> no, we'll do it much sooner than that, mate. And but we, we should have probably 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 put some stipulations around it because we're not going to. Um, I can't even think of a fancy restaurant in Melbourne at the moment because uh, it's been too long. But look, <laughs> I'll, I'll obviously we'll we'll do a pub lunch and I'll um, get you there, even though like it, it should be a couple because it was a demolition by the Chiefs and I wasn't even close to covering with the with the Baltimore Ravens. The game was. <laughs> I don't want to say essentially over. And that first couple of drives, they were just surgical, weren't they? The Chiefs, um, Patrick Mahomes, mm. you forgot yep. he's a different breed. And when it comes to the playoffs, he is the closest thing we've seen to Tom Brady, but just a better version, isn't he? Like he's got more weapons. He's got he's a he's a highly a much more skilled quarterback than than Brady. But um, yeah, I mean the superlatives you, you can't speak highly enough of him, and and what a phenomenal start to his career. I mean, it's his what fourth Super Bowl in in his first six years, fourth in the last five years for the Chiefs. It's just a, a phenomenal record. Sixth straight championship round appearance, and this is his first time he's they haven't hosted it, and yeah. they did it with ease, like I said, and um, yeah, a, an unbelievable win by the Chiefs who. Yeah, it's obviously a familiar familiar Super Bowl. We only had um, the Chiefs play the Niners and. A few years ago, when when the Chiefs came back and, and won that game uh, with a last quarter rally from Mahomes and the crew, so look, it's um, it's probably not the Super Bowl we all wanted potentially, just because of you know obviously everyone. If you're not a supporter of those teams, you you want some different teams in the in the Super Bowl in the decider. Mm. But uh, look, it's going to be a, a ripping game, and, and arguably, you know, the two best franchises of the last four or five years. So. Um, a fitting, a fitting repeat, I suppose, of um, well, from a few years ago, as I mentioned, and 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 let's see if the Niners can get some revenge. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. You mentioned the the Super Bowl that that we wanted or didn't want or, or whatever, and I might just hijack this conversation before we get into the the rest of the the round. But I've got to say, I, and I didn't expect this to happen, but once it was once the matchup was confirmed, I all of a sudden realised that I'm all in on the Chiefs. I don't want the Niners to win. Like I just, I, I'm not sure how, how I would deal with that again. And um, yeah, I mean, after the the last couple of years of, I, I guess, my own, our own, you know, the Eagles, uh, you know, rivalry with the Niners and whatever, I'm just, I hate them. I hate them, um, and I want the Chiefs to win. Yeah, you wouldn't be the only one. I, we were talking about that in the office today at work, and yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of um, negative sentiment towards the Niners, a um, bit of arrogance coming off on the on the franchise. And look, um, it's easily it's easy to see why the Chiefs should be arrogant, and you know, you know, a little bit of carry on, but they they deserve it. They they have every right to be arrogant and 
you know, play with the chip under his shoulder. They're, they're the closest thing we're going to see to a, the next dynasty, I suppose. And, and, you know, they have every chance to write that, you know, their names into the record book and, and potentially even with three Super Bowl championships or three rings. At the age of 28, Patrick Mahomes has probably already, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, um, is the GOAT already. He's already kind of surpassed Brady. Uh, so, look, he, he can just rewrite uh, more history, like I said, and, and Andy Reid and... And I know you want to touch on it, but Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, I mean, how, how great is that combination? It's certainly rivaling Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on the on the path and trajectory that they're on. Yeah, oh, look, it's... it's. I mean, they're, they're the only other partnership to have done the same thing, right? Six six championship round appearances in a row is, is Brady and Belichick. And, and Mahomes and Reid have done it. And like you said, it's, you know, six years in the league for, for Pat Mahomes. Um, and... There is so much time left. There is so much time left for, for Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think he's the youngest, the youngest QB now to start four Super Bowl um, appearances to start in four Super Bowls. Um, the, I think he's the only quarterback to start at quarterback in four Super Bowls before the age of thirty. Um, I mean, the dude's just on an astonishing trajectory for for career. And and like you said, I mean. Brady's got the seven rings, obviously with the, the Pats and, and with Belichick. There's the six, but um, a little a little while to go for for Mahomes to kind of reach that that sort of record. But the resume is is already incredible, and I know it used to be like, yeah, Brady's one, Mahomes is two, but it's almost like one A and one B now. I'm not sure, especially if if they win this one, um, and all of a sudden he's got three. I think everyone would agree that Mahomes is a superior skilled athlete. He's more physical. He's more dynamic. He's more talented. Um, just we're talking pure talent. He's more talented than Tom Brady. Um, and so all of a sudden you take that talent and you put three rings, um, you know, a couple of, couple of MVPs, a couple of Super Bowl MVPs. Um, all of a sudden, I think with potentially a decade left in his career that you've got to, you've got to have them in the same breath. You, you've got to have them in the same breath. And um, it's just, it's, it's astonishing what they've done in, in six or seven yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And, and look, it's not something I certainly didn't see coming, especially the way they kind of limped into um, the playoffs with, with their poor finish to the season, I'd say like, I mean, on Christmas day, I think it was, it was a pretty average yeah, season. Yeah, by really. their standards, it, completely, it absolutely was. It was by far the worst in um, Mahomes' career. And, and like I touched on last week, I think they were pretty lucky and fortunate that they were in the weak AFC West in the end. I mean, the Chargers completely blew it up this year. The Broncos struggled again. And, and the Raiders only came good once they, they got rid of um, um, Josh McDaniels. So, look, I think... And that that's the other part. Like, we think the Raiders right and that how poor they were they beat the chiefs and beat the chiefs easily on christmas yeah. day i think it was or christmas eve so that's close to the end of the season right that's that's week 16 week 15 kind of territory they they were still playing for their divisional lives it wasn't like the the chiefs rested players they just were outplayed in that game and um you know the the signs were the defense kind of carried them through the regular season Mahomes certainly had his by far his worst statistical season he had a lot of turnovers i think the most interceptions in his career he had you know, a thousand drops from his receivers, and then all of a sudden, you get you get Travis Kelsey back involved, and he's become who we know Travis Kelsey is, 
like the last two weeks he's just been unstoppable and um mm. Mahomes started the game like an absolute well the MVP that he is I know he's not going to probably win it this year but I mean like goodness me 11 from 11 to start the game he fed Travis Kelsey endlessly um didn't drop a catch he had 11 targets 11 catches Travis Kelsey and some were you know in critical third and fourth downs and tough catches I mean the one he even took the touchdown was was phenomenal so um he couldn't have played better coverage on that um as Kyle Hamilton did and he, he was superior again um throughout he's going to have a great career himself but look the the Chiefs turned it on when they mattered but um you know Patrick Mahomes gets all the accolades as he should as does Travis Kelsey but I think I think definitely their best player this season and arguably their most important is Chris Jones um we saw he was in a holdout obviously um, over the preseason, over the offseason, he didn't play week one where they lost to Detroit, which was a bit of a shock. And then he, he was sitting in the stands that game, which probably indicated he was coming back and played the rest of the season, didn't miss a beat. And and he had some huge moments, huge moments in the playoffs, um, including, again, a couple of big bat downs um, on key passes. And he's just a weapon. You can't stop him. And he makes that chief defense tick, and, and they've been phenomenal all season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good point. I think, you know, Chris Jones for for a number of years now has been has been really highly rated. He's probably always sat below that, you know, in, in terms of the way I think the public perceives his importance and his talent and his quality and, and skill. Always never seems to be in that same conversation as as the, you know, the top tier elite guys, uh, at that position. But you know, he's he's so important to to the way that the Chiefs play. And I just wanted to, I guess, talk about the Chiefs defense because it really, yes, Mahomes and Kelsey were Mahomes and Kelsey um, in the first half against the, the Ravens. Uh, but really this this Super Bowl run has been built on defense. That you know, you mentioned it before that this this isn't the version of the Chiefs that we all imagined coming into the season. Um, the fact that they're in the Super Bowl, playing off again in the Super Bowl, um, after essentially changing the way that they play or, or having to change the way that they play because their offense wasn't the dynamic offense that we've been accustomed to. And they've really built that off the back of their defense. Um, I mean, that that in itself is 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 a really exciting, interesting narrative. But what, what they were able to do against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who is the presumptive MVP... Um, that was the one question mark about the Baltimore Ravens coming into this game was, you know, they are by far, by far in, in the history of, of DVOA, the strongest Super Bowl run, super, you know, strongest playoff team that we've seen for a very, very long time. The question mark was whether Lamar Jackson could get it done in the playoffs again. Um, and, you know, whether it was coaching execution whether it was just the Chiefs D got it done time and time again especially in that second half I mean those question marks are still there around the Ravens right like that I don't think anyone can call them legitimate until they get it done and and they just haven't been able to do it it was a really disappointing end to a, a, a phenomenal season from the Baltimore Ravens in the and what you just mentioned there again, the the DVO rankings that they came in with, they were the most you know highly credentialed team. Yeah, entering championship weekend or or any part of the season, they were just phenomenal, and they didn't play a bad game on defense at all. I mean, they 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 held the Chiefs scoreless in the second half. Um, as as much as Mahomes came up clutch late in that game, 
they barely had a first down in that second half. The, the Ravens' defense was just phenomenal, and it, the loss is squarely on the offense. And, and Todd Monken had had a, probably a game to forget. I don't know why, if it was just the panic that set in because they went behind early. Um, obviously, they conceded early. They did got they hit straight back, but you could, it was pretty evident in that second quarter the Kansas City Chiefs were just dominant and, and probably were... Um, you know, the Ravens were a little bit fortunate not to be further behind, but for whatever reason, they went away from what they do well, and that's run the football. I mean, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill had six combined carries between them. Lamar Jackson did more than, you know, um, eight of the, you know, half of the runs. A lot of them weren't designed runs either. I mean, he, th- he had how many attempts? 30-something mm. attempts, 37 attempts. Like, that's insane. Something like that's that. not the Ravens. That's not how they play. He was caught in the pocket endlessly. Um and it's not because Lamar Jackson can't get out of the pocket. He's one of the most elusive, if not the best, you know, athlete at the position in, in the in the game. But I think the Chiefs defense just yeah, well, yeah. History, I mean really the, the blitzes that the Chiefs sent, the the defense that kind of came after them, um, it was clearly a, a most car, coaching masterstroke from Steve Pagnolo, who, you know, if he ever gets a go at getting back into the uh, head coaching realm, or maybe he's happy just to be Andy Reid's right-hand man and, and be the defensive coordinator because of the successful partnership they've had. And, and you know, this is the best defense that the Chiefs have ever had. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a masterstroke from them. But I, I was surprised the way the Ravens played on offense especially. And it, it clearly showed a gap that they have, the Ravens, um, at, at wide receiver. I mean, Zay Flowers is a going to be a talent for a long time. He He's obviously... Um, had a couple of bonehead plays in that game, including the taunting foul. I mean, the fumble at the end zone um, really changed the game. But what other wide receivers caught a ball? Like, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> it was an abhorrent uh, defensive, uh, offensive display by the Ravens who, yeah, got nothing going. And um, there, there's clearly a need for another kind of wide receiver, especially with um, Mark Andrews injured and, you know, coming towards his... Um, end of his career getting aging so look they're going to need to get after another um, wide receiver to bolster kind of Lamar Jackson's weapons but I'm just surprised they went away from what they what they're good at and that's run the football well I mean yeah you're right it it, it was so surprising that they that they went away from that's their DNA right um, and so I guess the question is was that a was that an internal decision to play a different way to what's gotten you there, or was it forced by the by the Chiefs D? Was it poor execution by Lamar? Like, was that a Lamar issue? Um, and and I, I'm not sure what the answer is. We know that the Chiefs defense plays at an incredibly high level. We we know that, and so you, I think you you kind of the internal monologue says that the Chiefs just beat them at their own game really and just dominated on on defense but i mean this while the the way it happened might be different the result is the same and so i guess my my final question to you on baltimore before we move on to the next game is what next for the ravens um do, do they need to make changes it's it's now been well, how long has lamar been the, the starter in baltimore for five years um he came not long after after Mahomes. Probably. Yeah, I think he was the year after. Was, yeah, four, yeah, I think no, I think he was the year fourth after. Fourth full year probably came in five years. Yeah, five years ago. Hmm. So, you had same, same coach, same quarterback, same result, different game, same result. Um, 
we we know that they're good. Like they're really good. But can they can they take that next step? Well, and, until you know, I know they won a, a playoff game this year and, and did it comprehensively last week. But until they you know take that leap and you know they were favoured to win that game, they were at home, they had everything in their favour uh, to beat the Chiefs. And if they're not going to beat, if they couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes and and the Chiefs on the weekend, when will they? You know, I mean, I know the Chiefs won't be the Chiefs forever. I mean, there's a guy called Travis Kelsey who won't play forever, um, but. You know the Chiefs will keep rebuilding, and then as you've seen them, you know they they transform themselves. They got um, you know over the years uh, the offensive lines got stronger, the defense is as strong as it's ever been. Um, as as the Patriots did, they just fill the gaps, they train up the players, they coach up the players, and, and away you go. And Rashi Rice is going to be a superstar. Um, that's that's obvious. He was pretty quiet on the on the weekend, but uh, we know he's going to be a star going forward. So. They found a talent there. Pacheco still obviously in his what second year, and he's become a an absolute weapon in in the playoffs. He's had an unbelievable postseason last year, and again this year he scored in, in every game. Um, this playoff series, they're going to be a force, and, and as long as Andy Reid's there and, and number fifteen is your quarterback, they're going to be hard to beat. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I suppose the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they've got. An elite defense. There's absolutely no need to kind of um, splash in the draft for that. I think you just go after another young wide receiver if they can get you know someone in the in the late in the first round like they did with Zay Flowers again and, and team him up with someone young, or you go over and you know you make a move for a, a free agent and, and try and get like someone like a Mike Evans, you know, who who's going to come in and help you win now or you know someone like that. So. Uh, but the good thing is, I suppose, for the Ravens fans, Lamar stayed healthy. He's going to win another MVP, and they go again. They go again. Um, moving on to the next game, and this is potentially a controversial controversial opinion, but I was more impressed with the Lions losing that game than I was with the Niners winning that game. And I, I, I say that because I don't think... I know it was a great comeback by the Niners you know ultimately I think they deserve to win the game um, but I think that they they were put in that position because of poor decision making by the Lions and I thought the Lions could have wrapped it up earlier it would never have gotten to the point where the Niners could make that comeback uh, and I feel like it was the worst coaching performance of Dan Campbell's tenure in Detroit um, yeah, a couple of options really I, I think we know that he likes to go for it he's he's aggressive and, and that's why that's why everyone loves watching the Detroit Lions um, they're fun to watch and and they do cool stuff they call cool plays and and they're great but yeah you're up 14 you have the chance to go up 17 in a championship game you take the points um, and I just thought yeah, a couple of those play calls where you just you take the points and you don't rest on I don't know, go for it as, as your as your DNA. Um, we better coaching, I think we could be we could be talking about a, a Detroit Lions Super Bowl. Hard to argue. I mean, I think the the, the Niners came out to play in that sure. second half and and, sure. and played faultless, especially in that third quarter, right? Um, they got the 17 mm-hmm. points back. 
that they they trailed by at halftime in yep. in a blink of an eye. But completely agree on the on the Dan Campbell situation. For me though, the interesting one, which I don't think enough people are talking about, or the what could have been potentially more important for me, I was shocked considering the how aggressive he is. You're at your goal line, second half, um, just before half time. You know that um, the Niners are getting the ball to start yep. the half, right? You're up fourteen. You're riding a wave of momentum. You're running the ball so easily. You are absolutely running the ball straight down their throat, mm-hmm. and it's working. You get to a fourth and goal situation. I know it was a from the three yard line. It wasn't like a fourth and one, but fourth and goal on the three yard line. I am absolutely staggered he didn't go for it yep. then. He, you take a lead in. I understand he kicked the field goal. He went up three possessions, but for me, I would have just backed in my run game. I would have backed in Gibbs or Montgomery to plow through and, and score or let Jared Goff do um, uh, an RPO or anything. Just try and ram it down their throat. 21 points is a tough mm. build to swallow going into half, right? Imagine if they score, they're up 21. Even if they which, don't, they take a two-touchdown lead. Which makes, reassess, the, which makes right? the other decisions but even then, more astonishing. Exactly, exactly right. And the fact that he, he settled for a field goal on that occasion but didn't want to tie the game was just staggering. And I know earlier on the fourth down, he went for it, and they had a great play design, and it was really on Josh Reynolds for dropping it, and he dropped a couple of bad ones. He was, he was great in the conference championship week, uh, sorry, the divisional round, leaking up with his former teammate, Jared Goff from LA. He scored a touchdown. He got a few big catches, but he shut the bed on the big occasion. He dropped two massive balls, including the the one on fourth down that, that kind of started the rot, I suppose, because on that occasion it was um, still up. You were still up by 14. Um, so you stayed aggressive, which, again, is probably not the right thing to do when you you got that lead play with the lead, play a, play a possession game, play a territory game. And then obviously the, the Jamaica Gibbs fumble in their own half didn't help, you know, straight off the bat. And then, like I, like I said, a blink of the eye, yeah. it's equal. Um, the scores are level and all the momentum, the crowd obviously was with the Niners. And then, yeah, I think Dan Campbell shied away. Well, didn't shy away. Obviously he stayed aggressive, which was probably the part of the problem. But um, once, the, once the Niners got up by two possessions, they... They were obviously yeah. never losing that game, and um, it was a pretty complete performance. And and just while I while I'm on this subject, Mister Game go. Manager Brock go. Purdy, and I know I've copped it, and I'm I'm being very kind of outspoken on Twitter to a lot of people about the hate that he's getting. He he was phenomenal, especially in that second half. I know he threw a really bad interception early on, but he came good. He came good. He made some massive plays, some big throws. I know he was lucky with the Brandon Ayuk thing, and that's what the narrative was. A lot from people I was seeing on Twitter that, oh, he's so lucky in this, that, and the other thing. But he made some big throws on third down when he had, you know, that that Lions defense coming at him. Um, you know, he took some big hits. He he scrambled and used his legs brilliantly, extended the drives. He And they were big conversions. They weren't just, you know, play design um first down runs they they were on third down when he had nothing else and he made it work and he had two 20 plus um yard scrambles who who that really set them up to to score touchdowns on both occasions so phenomenal effort by Brock Purdy couldn't couldn't speak highly enough of him any other quarterback in the league maybe doesn't come back mate he he was he was great he was he came up he came up clutch and um very happy for him and hopefully 
he'll account of himself very well, but he's got a different kettle of fish on the other side this time around, I suppose. But no, nah, it was a good win by the Niners. But again, I think um, Detroit threw that one away a little bit. Yeah, look, I, the, the Brock Purdy thing is, it's a contentious issue for us, isn't it? We're, we're on completely opposite sides of the fence here. And I, I guess, look, you're right. And like I said, all, all credit to the Niners for, for, for bringing it back, coming back and, and winning that game. You went, it doesn't matter what the situation is. When you come back from, you know, two to three possessions down and you come back and, and win a championship game, like yeah. credit where it's due and, and all those things and well done to Brock Purdy. He's going to start in a, in a Super Bowl. Good on him. And and the, the thing, any other quarter, like the line was any other quarterback, d- d- does he come back? Oh, cool. But, that was but, probably it. Does any other quarterback in the league let it get out to 17 points? Like, oh, he... Mate, that, Detroit were like, phenomenal early on. I mean, like, they, yeah, Det- Detroit were Brett, Detroit They didn't were put a foot good. wrong. Detroit were really good. And, and, but, but those, two, those two examples that you mentioned, um, the interception was awful. It was awful. And the difference, the difference is that you look everywhere around Brock Purdy and there is astonishing talent there is staggering talent one one of the things you know last week we when we caught up you're talking about Debo Samuel and I think Debo Samuel like his numbers and they're not legendary numbers but I think he showed his value almost every touch and it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be 30 yard catches and and whatever it doesn't have to be 15 yard runs He, he might only run for a couple of yards but he shows his value as that kind of switchblade type talent who can step in and do a job when it matters, and that's that's what the Niners have. It's 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 not just they've got Debo Samuel, but they've got fifteen Debo Samuels on both sides of the ball, right? Like they just <laughs> they they've got guys that are talented that know their role that do their job every time, and 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 w- Brock Purdy worked his way. He earned his way into the NFL. I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. There's only 32. There's only mm. 32 of those guys in the league at any point in time, right? He is one of the best yeah. footballers in the world. Like that's just reality. Uh, yeah. But there's probably 20 to 25 other quarterbacks that I'd prefer over Brock Purdy. I think if you put I reckon if you put wow. those guys on the Niners, wow. they are almost 20 unbeatable. to yep. 25. Yep. Holy yep. moly. Oh, Nick. I, I can't I can't cop that. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. But that's um it's a debate for another day, maybe. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll maybe after on. the Super Bowl. Maybe after yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe. But I understand your reasoning and I, I completely get that, but Mate, we've we've seen plenty of quarterbacks with talent around them struggle um, in this league, and I know for sure. Anyway, for I, sure. I think he's an above average quarterback. I think he's quite easily in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. Wow. Just off his, he's mate, he hasn't put a foot wrong since he's walked into the league, and I know he's come into a good situation and a lot wow. of different things. But well, his record speaks for itself, mate. And you know he would have beaten the Eagles last year if he wasn't knocked out of the game as well. So, <laughs> but that, but. But his record doesn't. Sp- his record doesn't speak for itself. That's the thing: is that everybody else's record speaks for him. <sighs> he's playing the most important position in the game. He's not getting carried. He has to have some sort of talent to do what he's done in terms of putting them in winning positions. Anyway, who who was the better quarterback in this game? I I it's I don't think Goff was did anything 
outstanding at all. I, I think, if anything, Purdy probably was. The, I mean, Goff, very similar completion percentages. Um, obviously, Goff didn't throw the pick, but you take away interception aside, I think Purdy made more clutch plays. He used his legs, like I said, he extended drives. He made some big throws um, late in the game to, to orchestrate the comeback, whereas you know Jared Goff kind of missed some throws late in the game. I know he had... Um, he had a couple of drops as well, but Goff outperformed Purdy by any stretch, if that's what you're referring to. I'm, I'm taking Jared Goff every day of the week and twice on Sundays or Mondays, depending on where in the world you are. Um, <laughs> uh, well. Look, I, it's, that's okay. Hey, we've, we've gone head-to-head plenty of times and come out and, and, and had a beer or a whiskey and, and, and a lunch the next day. So Jared Goff will, um, should be more talented. And, you know, He was the number one pick in the draft. Playing I against think Jared who? Goff is more talented. Yeah, I think I, Jared look, Goff is more talented. I, I, I sound look. I get that, <laughs> but I would prefer Brock Purdy on my team. Anyway, I, I, maybe I'm sounding stupid now, but look, I think um, you know. Obviously, there's a reason why Goff got picked number one, and and Purdy was last. But I mean, J- Jared Goff's already already played in has. the Super Bowl. How many points did he score? How many Super Bowl points does... You'll have more you? next week. I, 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 I guarantee you'll throw a touchdown. <laughs> you'll throw a touchdown pass. Pro- or maybe well, not yeah. against that Chiefs defense. Look, I... <laughs> well, I was, just about to, I was just about to say, like, this is, this is going to be a really good test. This is going to be a really, really good test. And one that he probably hasn't had to face too many times this season. Actually, over the last couple of seasons. I know that the Eagles' defense was good last year. It was really good. Um, obviously... Not a whole game, not a full game for Brock Purdy um, in, in the championship round last year, but this I think this Chiefs defense is legit, and seeing what Brock Purdy and that offense can do against this defense is is the narrative coming into the into the Super Bowl. But we will we will talk about the Super Bowl in more detail next week. I know you've got you've got a an incredible amount of facts, <laughs> facts. Um, for for this Super Bowl matchup, which which we might we might touch on. At the end of the show, because I think we'll we'll go into more no, of a, more of a preview. Say, mate, it'll be no, it'll no. be forever. No, we'll we'll, we'll be forever. We'll, we'll touch on this at the end of the show, and then next week we'll do a full <laughs> a full Super Bowl preview. But before we do that, I think I don't know. We, the last couple of years we've talked about doing kind of a season review, which we've never really done um, because we always I think we tended to take the, the week off in between the championship round and, and the Super Bowl. Um, so maybe we'll do just a quick review, and not a full review, uh, but just quickly going through each each team and just a mark on the season, a sentence or two, if if you're so inclined, I've kind of thrown you in the deep end here. Um, we, we haven't talked about this too much. Um, but let's go alphabetically, and we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. What have you got for us? Yeah, look, we, we also, we all did like a, well, we both did a, a grade, um, a grade for their season. And I think the Cardinals, obviously, without it being a complete failure, um, it was still a pretty disappointing campaign. And and we all probably knew that they would struggle this year and, and probably the favourite to to have the least amount of wins is probably where we both had them. I know you had them under four and a half wins, so well done on you collecting there. But look, I, the Josh Dobbs experiment was fun. 
early. They they were yes, they were pretty. I um, about that. They were yeah. Look, they were they were plucky early. I mean, I know they didn't win many games, and they blew the blew a huge lead against the Giants, um, which was pretty hard to do this season. But look, they <laughs> they battled hard, and you know they. We all thought maybe they were giant killers at the end of the season when they beat the Eagles, but then we realised the Eagles was giants. shit. The Eagles weren't giants. <laughs> but look, no, I think all in all, it was a, a disappointing season. So I've graded them a D. Um, but again, the expectations weren't high to begin with. But um, they unveiled a couple of nice pieces. Trey McBride took another step yeah. forward, going, uh, he's going to be a really good tight end in this league. Um, Michael Wilson, when he was on the field, I know he was injured a lot. Young. Um, good young wide receiver. Uh, they also need a few more pieces, but Kyle Murray, obviously a very bled start to the season. Wasn't overly, wasn't great when he came back, but again, um, we know the talent's there. We'll see what happens. It's a, it's a rebuilding. It was a rebuilding year, and next year, they're still obviously going to play in a pretty tough division. Um, now that the Rams are kind of back, and um, you know, the Seahawks are always around the mark, and then you've got the Niners. It's, it's a pretty tough it is. tough kind of landing spot for the Cardinals. But uh, they should improve next season. But, yeah, D for me, mate. No, I, I think you're spot on there. I think that's that's uh, about perfect. I think you're right. Trey McBride, I think, has the ability to be a top five, top three tight end in this league. Mm. Yeah, as, as soon as this, this generation of top-tier tight ends is gone and, and your Travis Kelsey... Who knows how long he's got left? I mean, there's talk that if they win in a week's time, that um, you know that, that might be it. it. That could be it for, for Travis Kelsey. And a little little tidbit, maybe at the end of the show about Travis Kelsey potential retirement, uh, that, that I might throw to you um, later on. But I, I think you're, you're spot on. I think that um, you know Kyler Murray. While we didn't see a lot of him, I think he showed that he still belongs in this league. Um, and I, I know there were some mm. question marks on that heading into the season. But you're right. The expectations weren't high on the Cardinals, and that's why it's not a complete fail. But D is around the mark, I think. It was poor. They were hard to watch for most of the season. Um, and really, I don't think they can get much worse. And maybe that's a kiss of death for any Cardinals fans for next season. But uh, I'm not sure they can get much worse. And, and so D, I think, is fair. The Atlanta Falcons, what have you got for us? Also a D. I thought they were really disappointing. Uh, in the end, and, and D might sound a little bit harsh, but uh, the way they kind of collapsed late in the season, um, the the endless shifting back and forth between quarterbacks, they just didn't have an identity this year. I think they came on with their defense. They're going to be a, a that unit looks good, led by Jesse Bates, and um, obviously they've got some really exciting talent on that offensive side. And now that Arthur Smith is gone, maybe we'll see them use it and. Um, yeah, I think the the massive the biggest issue obviously in Atlanta is the quarterback position, and um, until they work that out, yeah, they're not going to go anywhere. So the D for the Falcons, who improved, and oh, I think I think they won seven games, which was the same as the year before. So I think they were stagnant in that regard, but obviously they took a step back. I think in terms of expectations were higher. Um, obviously they fired their coach. It's, it's a D for me. I gave them a D plus. I think, which is yeah, probably about uh, fair I as think, well. Again, you, you, I think you, you're pretty close. I think you, you've kind of hit the hit the nail on the head there again. Um, your coaching was a huge issue. Quarterback was a huge issue. It still is, mm. uh, but I feel like you know, new coach cannot ignore um, Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson on offense. There is so much talent there. 
There's, they've got talent at wide receiver as well with... Um... Tell you what, put Brock Purdy on the Falcons, Nick. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Look, hey, you're right. And I said 20 to 25 and... You know, <laughs> you know yeah, look, you're right. I'll give you that much. You are right. Um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of room for improvement in Atlanta, and I think that we will possibly see that because I think a lot of that improvement is is on offense. Like you said, I think they've got they've got pieces on defense, and they they already improved on defense. Uh, but they've got they've got talent on offense, and they've got plenty of room to improve on offense. Um, and that is that's exciting for Falcons fans heading into next season. Um, but that you're right. The biggest question mark there in Atlanta is that quarterback, and do they make a move this off season? Very um, interesting. Very interesting. We'll see, I guess. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, there, there's quite a few. I think, funnily enough, regardless of the fact that we disagree on so many things when it comes to the NFL, we've we've come out pretty similar um, on a lot of these, and and the Ravens are kind of testament to that i've given them a, a b plus which i thought was i thought that was pretty fair given you know expectations coming to the season the way their season panned out um b plus only because of the way that it's ended for them you know otherwise i thought it was a, an, an a to a plus kind of season based on their expectations heading in You've gone pretty similar with an, with an A minus. Is, yeah. is that pretty fair? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was tossing up between B plus A minus. Um, it's essentially the same. I thought, thing, really. Yeah, exactly right. Essentially the same thing, and and I think it was an A plus kind of year, oh, especially regular season, and then uh, it only kind of fell down uh, in that one champion in the one championship game we saw on on the weekend. Mm. So they won the toughest division in football. They won the the division that's you know every team was over five hundred for the first time in what was 60 years or something, something ridiculous. So, look, it's uh, a phenomenal season by the Ravens. They unearthed some some special talent on defense. Um, that whole unit was just special. And then, obviously, you've got the MVP, which helps. And, yeah, it was a pretty good year for, for the Ravens, obviously. Just fell away at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think had had they won, had they had they beaten the Chiefs, we're talking, I mean, it's, it's probably an A-plus season. Um you know, when you consider the expectations coming in, how they performed throughout the season, um, regardless of whether they won or lost a Super Bowl, um, that's probably an A-plus season for, for the Ravens. But the fact that they did it essentially all year and then fell to pieces when it counted the most, I think, is, is what holds them back. The next team on this list, the Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills, are super weird and one that I found really difficult to grade. And one that I'm... I'm kind of surprised only because because I found it really yeah, difficult to grade. I'm, I'm surprised that we we kind of ended pretty similar. I, I gave them a B- minus because for two-thirds of the year, the Bills were pretty average. They were pretty average. But, you know, when it came down in the stretch, they kicked in a gear and, and kind of found that found that magic that, that has has been so valuable for the Bills for the last four or five years. But then it got to the pointy end of the year. And again, the Chiefs in the playoffs uh, were the kryptonite. And I don't know whether it speaks more to who the Chiefs are or who the Bills are, but um, it was a it was a, 
a fine year. Like it was a it was a decent year for the Bills, but it wasn't anything special, and it could have been. Yeah, look, I think it, I think it's it was a pass for the fact that again we've hosted a couple of playoff games, should have won against the Chiefs, really, if you think about it. So yeah, I've given them a B. We're obviously within half a grade, you know, whatever you want to call it. Again, so pretty pretty spot on. Uh, it was certainly heading towards a D. It quickly changed to a B mm. in the final six weeks of the season. So uh, I think they've made some already some smart moves, hiring within for the DC and OC position. Obviously, Joe Brady's going to stay on as um, OC, and I, the name escapes me now, but the linebacker's coach is now going to be promoted to DC, taking over that you know dual position that Sean McDermott held. So it's, it's a really positive step, I think, for the organisation. Hopefully, they can get it together this off-season and... and you know, relaunch again. But uh, yeah, B, B, B minus is probably about fair, I think. Carolina Panthers, probably not too much to, to speak to in, in Carolina. We've both given them an F. It was a... Disaster. I mean, a disaster. Disaster is the only way. I mean, if if this grading system had a fail, like is F a fail or is it just a, like a blah? Like, <laughs> it's almost like an NA. Like I'd, I'd rather give them an NA, but I don't know how you fail in this, but... I mean, it was as close to a fail. If as any teams had. failed, it's it's the Carolina Panthers. They've had what one? Did they win one or two? One, uh, maybe two, and no, maybe two. But either way, they they finished with the worst record. And guess what? They don't get rewarded with the number one pick. It's an absolute dumpster fire, shit show for the Carolina Panthers, who have a lot of rebuilding to do. They do. They they have cemented themselves as the. I mean, by far the worst franchise in the NFL, but possibly the worst franchise in world sports. I mean, I don't think it would be a stretch to to say that they are the worst team in world sports. I mean, in in I mean, we're talking like top division, you know, across the world. We're not talking like Division D Indonesian netball, like <laughs> professional leagues where there's money and whatever. They're bad. They're real bad. Anyway, the Chicago Bears a really interesting franchise with where they're at in their development and rebuild. Um, I gave them a D plus, which I thought was maybe a little bit harsh. You've given them a C, which I can understand, but why'd you give them a C? C, C might be a bit, bit, um, a bit too much as well. Now reading your D plus, but look, I thought they, I thought D plus was harsh. Yeah. Look, like they're I probably somewhere in between, aren't they? Harsh. They're probably a, yeah. there might be a C minus. They're somewhere in between there. Maybe. I don't know, but like, um, well, that would be the one in between, but look, I think, uh, C is almost about right for the fact that they came good. I suppose late in the season, they, they definitely improved on season to season. Justin Fields missed a, a, a decent chunk of the middle of the season. Tyson Bajan had to come in. We know, um, mm. but yeah, look, they, again, they made some, questionable moves I suppose but Montez Sweat actually became like a master stroke for them and um, again whether or not it were not it was the right you know they were in the buyer's yeah. market if you, if you will um, you know they potentially they shouldn't have even gone after him but he was a perfect fit for the Bears and he, he led the team in sacks you know playing half a season or, or so so look it was a, obviously a, a great result for the Bears mm. they've got a a young group of def- um, defenders there on, on defense that they look good. Jalen Johnson in particular, and and look, I think they have enough to work with. DJ Moore obviously fit in beautifully um, with with Justin Fields and in that offense. And Cole Komet's a good look, young tight end. Big regression from someone I was pretty ho- not high on, but you know I had 
hopes for him. Darnell mm. Mooney kind of completely yeah. fell away this year. Yeah, he kind of went from, you know, on the rise to a to a just a nowhere guy. But, um, you know, they've got some good young running backs. They they go about it the exactly way that you think the Chicago Bears team would. And there's room to grow. It's just going to be a tough division, the NFC North. That's all I worry about for them. But um, a C for them. And then, obviously, they go in with the number one overall pick, which obviously helps probably, you know, help me with my assessment of boosting them up because they they played with house money this year knowing that they had Carolina's pick. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, I think if if Justin Fields plays the whole season and it, it plays out the way that it's, it, it's played out for them, then this is clearly a, a, a really disappointing season. But I, th- I think the fact that they ended the way that they did, they were competitive most of the time. Um, you know, I, I think they kind of get a pass mark. Um, and, you know, they've kind of, like you said, they, they were playing with house money this, this season. They've, they've already bet the house on Justin Fields, right? They have to make Fields and, and DJ Moore work. They have to. Um, and and we were all hoping for their sake that it was going to happen this season. And and, and it it kind of did. When they were on the field together, it, it, it worked for the most part. Um, but, you know, you've got to, I think you've got to see a full season of of that offense together. And now, you know, look at, look at what they're doing with, with the defense again, which is kind of that classic Chicago Bears build. So, I think another question mark on the Bears for for another season, uh, but pass mark pass mark for the Bears. The Bengals were disappointing and and clearly injury issues of their own. Um, you know the Tiger King clearly you know missed missed enough enough football for it to, to impact. But they were already struggling before Joey B was injured. And yeah, I think you gave them a C. I gave them a D plus. I thought the D plus was. I don't know, generous almost. I think if any team really performed below expectation, it was you know between probably them and the Eagles to finish the season. Um, the Bengals, in their division in their conference, were a really big disappointment for me. And I thought D plus was was almost generous. Look, probably a fair fair assessment. I mean, they did finish the season with nine wins. They obviously. Broke 500, but they did finish last in their division. So it's a, it's a really valid point that you make. I think they were almost better with Jake Browning somehow, but then, then Joe Burrow. They definitely struggled early, but I mean, he was clearly injured. And look, if they, um, you know, potentially rested him for those opening couple of weeks, which which they basically surrendered anyway because of how bad they played and how bad they looked with Burrow, who couldn't move. But they did look like a different team when when he could and and. You know, we saw them beat um, the Niners this year. Just just remember that win. They they beat them in San Francisco. Uh, look, I think the Bengals still have a lot of talent, obviously. That's, 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 a, that's an understatement of the century. And they'll be there, thereabouts again next year. I think they've got to improve, obviously, to take on the Ravens who are in their division, of course, and, and then now the Browns who have improved, and, and the Steelers of course, who won't go away. So look, it's it's tough sledding for the Bengals, but they um, they obviously regressed to miss the playoffs this year after a Super Bowl appearance and an AFC Championship appearance, so a decline for the uh, Bengals, but I just think with the injury concerns to Burrow and 
the football that we did see them play at their best, I've given them a C, but D-plus is um, not too far away from a C. And look, I think, um, again, we could probably meet in the middle there as well. I'm glad you mentioned Jake Browning. And I think, you know, everyone talks about Taylor Swift and some of the other, you know, the the, the wives and girlfriends of, of NFL players. But no one talks about Stephanie Niles, who I think has inspired a plenty Bengals player in her uh, bodysuit. Uh, in Cincinnati, but uh, their state rivals, the Cleveland Browns, um, we, yeah, we might just leave it there for the sake of posterity and not being cancelled. Um, the Browns, uh, where I'm really torn on the Browns because when it mattered, the Browns browned, but they were pretty good for the most part. They were pretty good, and and they kind of impressed me, and I, and I kind of went into the playoffs. Not expecting them to to go on a run, but I kind of thought that they were maybe a sneaky chance to go on a bit of a run, just because of the way that they're they're built and the way that they've developed over the last couple of seasons. Um, I gave them a B, and probably could have given them more, to be honest. Uh look, it was a really really disappointing end for the Browns, but you're right. They that was you know typical of the Cleveland Browns, I suppose. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, obviously their best season in decades in terms of win-loss percentage, regular season records. Only been to the playoffs a couple of times in the last 20-odd years. So look, it was it was a phenomenal season. I've given them a B+. Um, they could have easily, not easily, but you know they, they could have even won that division. Um, obviously they had a number of key injuries. Yeah. Nick Chubb, yeah. um, we forget, went down very early in the season, was, was just dominating as well when he did in week two or three. And then... Um, their defense probably wouldn't say dropped away, but obviously got shown up in in, in the Houston in that in that um, playoff game. But the the big question mark is what they do at quarterback. Obviously, um, Stefanski and the guys have said mm-hmm. they'd love Flacco back, but I don't think it means he's going to be a starter by any stretch of the imagination. We know he's not going to be mm-hmm. um, a long term solution for the Browns. That they've invested so much money, so much money into Sean Watson that they have to make it work with him. Yeah. So, look, it's a, it's a really interesting position that the Browns find themselves in. But um, from a team that are starved of success, uh, success like um, another one that we'll touch on shortly, I think it was a really successful season. So, B-plus for me. I, I've i never been a Joe Flacco fan. I guess a, a little bit in the, a little bit in the, the same way that I'm just not a... Like, he's better than Brock Purdy. Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Brock Jesus. Purdy. But I kind of have them in this, like, they, they do well because of the system and the way they're built Nick. and whatever. But what, that's, whatever. I don't care. But I was he's really, a Super Bowl winner. I, I know I don't he think is. he needs I, to get, I know he's, but, he's, he's way better than Brock Purdy. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's way better than Brock Purdy. But I but I have them kind of, like, if 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 Brock, if if the Niners... <laughs> right now, if I could have either one on my side... Oh, I'm taking Joe it's Flacco. It's not Joe Flacco. Really? No way! He's an interception machine. I'm taking Joe He's got a better arm. He's, he can do the most amazing things, amazing throws. But I'm taking Joe Flacco every day. I would I'm, much rather so the... You, cons- put, you, put, you put Joe Flacco on this Niners team, and they've already won the Super Bowl. Jeez. They would have won it a month ago. <laughs> that, it, and I'm talking about this Joe Flacco, not Joe Flacco from four years ago or 10 years ago. I'm talking this, this Joe Flacco. This Joe Flacco on... Put this Joe Flacco on the Niners, and they've won the Super Bowl. Oh. It's, it's done. Regardless, I... I I really liked what he did this year in Cleveland and and I thought he was done six years ago. Six years ago I thought Joe Flacco was done. 
Oh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> but you talk about the the <laughs> little little segue into the next team and oh, falling off. I'm really I'm really interested to see what you have to say about the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, uh, yes. What did I have? The Dallas Cowboys. I've just lost my. I think they were roughly a C. <laughs> what they? What did I have? Sorry, mate. Uh, they were a yeah C for me. And only a C. I know they won the division, but it was their turn. No one wins the NFC East twice in a row. So, uh, look, it was it was an okay season by the Cowboys. They they beat who they needed to beat. They really beat who they needed to beat. I mean, they beat up on teams this year, but they lost to a lot of good teams, you know, and, and their record against teams with over a 500 record was pretty no, poor. It, it was awful. It was horrific. Mm. They... And the way they like that that performance was one of the worst playoff performances I've mm-hmm. ever seen from a team. Like that was so heavily favoured, and you know, um, it was a disaster for the Cowboys. So I, I can only give them a C based off that. Um, and again, they played in you know a two team division. So good on them. <laughs> yeah, good on them. Yeah, I, I gave them a C plus uh, only because of the way that the their regular season went but you're right like i think you gave them a you deep down you give them an a because if it's of exactly how you wanted it to go <laughs> well kind of not, thing. not exactly not exactly because i would have preferred they went well, not zero even, yeah. and 17 yeah, that's but true. like look they're, they're again they're they're a good team you, you've credit where it's true they're a good team they're not a great team and we saw that this year they beat up on bad teams uh and they were rarely competitive against good teams. Uh, they got demolished by the Niners, and it, the Eagles did too. Most teams got demolished by the Niners. Um, but the Cowboys got beaten by good teams more often than any other good team in the NFL. And they won They won the division, and well done. Uh, they deserve to. But that was about it. That was about it. And, you know, like you said, I don't want to harp on too much about it because I get accused of being a Cowboys hater. And that's fine. I am. But that you're right. That was one of the worst playoff losses that I've ever seen by a favorite. Like, we, we've seen underdogs. We, we've seen dogs get smashed in the playoffs. You so rarely get a favourite get demolished the way that the Cowboys were demolished and dismantled, um, and that was. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the Cowboys go from there, because at least you look at other teams. You look at the Ravens and you look at the Lions and and other teams, even the Browns to some extent, um, and the Texans who who lost in the playoffs. And you go, there's there's a pathway. Like you can see where where it fell apart. You can see where it fell apart. You see, you know, wh- where it dropped off in the playoffs compared to where it was in in the regular season, and and whatever. Or well, they just got beaten by a better team. But the Cowboys didn't get beaten by a better team, and it fell apart everywhere. It was everything. It wasn't only offense. It wasn't only defense. It was everywhere, and that was staggering. And so I just don't know. I don't know where the Cowboys go from there. Um, the Denver Broncos. 
uh, I gave them a D. I gave them a D because I was I was expecting good things, if not great things, from the Denver Broncos with the coaching change, plenty of talent on both sides of the ball. I was expecting good things from the Broncos, and it took half a season, maybe three quarters of a season, to see even parts of that. Yeah, look, D at the very best. Um, another disaster for the Broncos. Mm. They, the, because of the assets and what they gave up to get Russell Wilson all the guaranteed money, looks like they're going to part ways with him. Yep. Shit yep. show in Denver. D. Yep. The Detroit Lions, um, amazing season. Amazing season from the Lions. It's so fun to watch. I know they didn't quite get over the line. I know they're not playing in the Super Bowl in, what is it, 10, 10 days' time, 11 days' time uh, from when we record this, but... That is an A-plus season. From where this franchise has come through, has come from to what they delivered, and I know they lost, and I know it was disappointing, and we've already spoken about the coaching performance and and all of that, but this is a really good team, and they've played really well for 99% of the season. And anything anything above what they've given us was a bonus, to expect the Lions to be playing off for a Super Bowl was a pipe dream. Uh, to, to to say the fact that they're not playing off in the Super Bowl because they got beaten by a better team is almost too much credit to the Niners. The, the Niners are a better team. Like, Don't get me wrong. The Niners are a better team. But at halftime in that game, the Lions are a Super Bowl team. Yeah, and I think I suppose the the lead that they did cough up is is the reason I haven't given them an A plus. I've given them an A though for sure, and, and that's fair. That's given fair. them an A, uh, obviously they broke a number of records along the way. Their first ever NFC North crown and first division title of any kind since um, you know ninety one third thirty odd years, and um, same thing with the you know a playoff victory and you know the 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 the, 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 the list of records and achievements go on and and. They kind of got a whole city to rally behind him, and what a ride it was for the Detroit Lions fans. But yeah, again, pretty heartbreaking that they're not playing uh, in the Super Bowl, especially when um, you're up three scores um, mm. in the championship game. But anyway, an A season for the Lions, and I think they're built to be successful for for the long term. Now, you know that that NFC North is for Spot them. On. But you know, the next team that we're going to talk about is. Coming up quick. It is, they are. Um, but you're right, this this Lions team, I mean, they are they're they're coming to their peak at the right time, right? Like the Vikings are on their way down. Um, the next team that we're gonna talk about are not I don't think are, are quite there, but this Lions team is built to succeed for the next five or six seasons straight. They have so much talent and they're so young that this team could be anything for the next five or six years, if if not longer, if they if they do things, if they play things right. But betting against the Lions to to be in this position again next year is is not out of the question, and and um, they should be winning their division next year. Um, if not, you know, again fighting out for for the, the conference for the number one seed in in the NFC. The Green Bay Packers really interesting season. Um, I've given them an A because I wasn't expecting them 
to be in this position. I wasn't expecting them to be a... I think I had them as a wildcard team. Um, I thought they could potentially fight out the, the division. Um, but I certainly didn't expect them to be a, a, a top kind of five, top six team in the NFC. Um, they've they've wildly... And not just, not just with wins and losses, but the way that they've gone about it this season, especially you know, from about round you know, week seven, eight on, um, they've been really, really good. And, and again, I think that they're kind of built for success, um, over the next, you know, four or five years. They don't quite have as much talent. I don't think as, as the Lions do, but they play the right way. I think, you know, they're really disciplined. What we saw in the second half of this season, they're really disciplined. They're really efficient. Um, and they can get better. They can get better. The Packers. Definitely, definitely. I, I thought Jordan Love was outstanding, especially that second half of the year. He was he was phenomenal, and you know how young that that Packers team is. They they can easily ascend and ascend quickly, and you know another good draft here, and they can really set themselves up for a fun NFC North for years to come against the Detroit Lions. So, um, pearler of a season for the Packers, far above expectations, especially when they miss the playoffs. With Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback a year prior, so but yeah, just slightly under you, you've got a B plus for the Packers. I, I want to throw this next question to you because because I kind of dropped you in this just before we started recording. Um, we're taking a bit longer than I expected to get through this list. So, do you want to rush through the next little bit, or do you want to keep going the way we're going? We're we're an we're an hour into recording. Yeah, it's um, it might take a little bit long. <laughs> like, what do we expect, mate? We we um we do ramble on, but look, yeah, let's let's try and fly through. I know um we could probably get through um the rest pretty quickly anyway. But yeah, the uh, the Texans. I think we've said enough about the Texans over the previous episodes, but it was clearly clearly an A plus season for them. Um, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, uh, a playoff victory, phenomenal season for the Texans. From where they were. Amazing amazing season for the Texans. Neither of us had them anywhere near what they delivered. And and a little bit like the Lions, they're kind of building for the next decade. They might not win a playoff game next season. Doesn't mean that next season's not a success. This has just been far and away above what anybody expected from them. But I think that they're building for success over the next decade. The Colts, potentially not so much, but I think they still over-delivered uh, what we expected. No, for sure. I think um, they had a great season. You know, they were, you know, a, a game, a drive away from winning the division. I mean, you know, it came down to them and the Texans playing off for that AFC South crown. They lost their rookie quarterback after week two, essentially. I know he came back and played another game or game and a half or something. But yeah, B plus for me. I think they think they were, um, clearly outperformed expectations from me, especially. And you know, to get Jonathan Taylor back fit and firing was was phenomenal, and and that defense again is 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 um, frisky. So look, a, a good season for the Colts. They'll be in amongst it again next year in the AFC South. So B plus for mine. Gardner Minshew, a Pro Bowler. Is he? Yes. Yes. Jesus, they give him out <laughs> willy nilly. But like he he was he was solid. He was solid he was. coming I mean, they, in. They, but, uh... Funnily enough, like you talk about the defense, and and we I think we've always known that 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 Colts defense is, has always been strong you know historically been strong and, and i think they're still strong there's so much talent on on that side of the field but offensively though i think they're an above average offense somehow um yeah good season from the colts the jags um mm. 
probably, I mean, you gave them a C minus. I'm just looking at this sheet here. Uh, you gave them a C minus. I gave them a C, and I, I feel like we're potentially being generous. Generous, Jags. yeah, yeah, mate. It was an absolute. It was their division to lose, and mm. and lose they did. They completely fell off the rails, and really, really disappointing for the Jags, who had everything set up for them to win that division this year, yep. um, host a playoff game, and and maybe take a next step after a yep. promising season the year before. But yeah, completely fell away and. My doubts are really around Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence now, um, if he can become a, a superstar. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much more to add to that, to be honest. Um, real question marks around Trevor Lawrence and, and that franchise in general. I thought, you know, this time last year, I think both of us thought that, that the Jags were the presumptive division winners for the next couple of years. Um, and like you said, it's theirs to lose and, and lose it. They did in spectacular fashion. Um, yeah, super disappointing. I mean, yeah, like I said, I gave them a C, you gave them a C minus could quite easily have been a D, um, super disappointing second half of the season for the Jags. The Chiefs on the other hand, um, I don't know how, if you think back to the, the season, the regular season, let's, let's go back three weeks for the playoffs. This team is not a Super Bowl team. This this Kansas City Chiefs is not the Chiefs that we've been used to seeing for the last five or six years. They were barely a playoff team, let alone a Super Bowl team. And right now, I mean, there aren't enough platitudes to talk about this Chiefs team and their head coach, their quarterback, their tight end, their defense. All season, their defense has been good, and, and I think we thought they would be good coming into the year, but I think we thought that they would again be outshined by their offense, and they weren't. And somehow, we're sitting here again, a week out, a week and a half out from the Super Bowl, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Not quite favorite, but I have a feeling that by the time we speak next week, the Kansas City Chiefs will be favorite another Super Bowl. Wow. That'd be a big turn. That'd be a big turn. Um, they were three-point underdogs three days ago. Is that what that opened at? Yeah, so it's already into one mm-hmm. and a half. So it's certainly adjusting, and, and it, it's probably because people don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and we've seen him mm-hmm. as, an, as an underdog on the road the last two weeks. Yep. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a fair call, especially with the uh, how shit Brock Purdy is. So, look, uh, it completely... <laughs> Completely get your point, but yeah, I, I had to give them give them an A. They're in the Super Bowl again. Nothing short of an A for mine, but we'll see what happens if he can add a third ring. But uh, nonetheless, another division win, another Super Bowl appearance. It's an A season for mine for the Chiefs, despite how it's, they got there. Almost... Because it, like like we've touched on, it wasn't the the smooth sailing we've seen obviously in past seasons. Quick quick question for you. Uh, again, throwing at you with no warning, um, and potentially the reason why I'm I'm so all in on the Chiefs now, but this has been the most interesting Chiefs season of them all, I think. Um, and yeah, I, it, it's not the Chiefs that we expected, uh, but I kind of really like the fact that it's not the Chiefs that we expected, mm. and they've, they've got there a different way. Um, they didn't dominate all season. 
but they've kind of just worked their way there and I kind of like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think um, you hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's been a different way for the Chiefs and as good teams do, they, they found another way and, and, and rose to the occasion. The LA Rams... Uh, Fun story, another, aren't they? Yeah, another team that I think outperformed expectations. I gave them an A uh, because of that. Yeah, B plus for mine. Um, similar thoughts. Uh, definitely outperform expectations. Didn't expect them in the in the playoffs, especially after mm. what we saw last year and, and a bit of a decline with Massey Stafford. A lot of injury concerns, but he he looked as fit and as healthy as ever and got back to you know what we know and, and love of Matthew Stafford. Two unbelievable fifth round draft picks. <laughs> um, obviously not yeah. the same season, but Puka Nakui, <laughs> Puka Nakui. Puka Nakua breaking breaking all kinds of records this season as a that's, receiver. That's not the worst. That's not the worst attempt at his name that I've heard, <laughs> and, and most of them have come from me. To be fair, so. Um, and then obviously, you know, getting Cooper Cup back healthy was was huge. But yeah, I think um, the weapon for them moving forward is Kyron Williams, and mm. he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, Ad, no signs of slowing down either. Like they're they're going to be a good strong team and. And challenge the the Niners for um, division supremacy again next year. How many years do you reckon they've got left? <sighs> yeah, it, they're running out. I mean, obviously, I know mm. that we've just mentioned two young stars, but you've got aging aging players at the other the other positions. Yeah. Um, and they are really kind of the keystone positions, right? Like Aaron Donald and, and Matthew Stafford, and even even Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup's not old by any stretch, but He's had injuries. He's banged up. He's been there, done that. Um, they they do have. Well, they won't have a tight yeah. stars. They don't have a tight end. They do I have. Mean, he'd be most likely to miss the most of next year as well. So, yeah, there's question marks. Um, there's obviously mm. another draft to go into, but yeah, the Rams are thereabouts. The Rams will be thereabouts. I think. I think we'll we'll be having this same conversation about the Rams this time next year. Um, I think they're they're sneaky. Things have to go right for them. Things have to go right for them for sure, but but I think they're I think they're in that conversation for you know underdogs next season. The Las Vegas Raiders is a really interesting one. You've given them a B minus. I gave them a C, and again I th- I thought the Raiders I th- giving them a C I thought was potentially generous, but you've gone a step above that. Oh yeah, I just think they they really turned a corner in the mid season once they got um, rid of McDaniel's and the team bought into what was clearly a much more simplified game plan and, and something that, that, you know, they could really buy into. They were built on defense. Um, Max Cos- Crosby's a star. We know the love that they've got for Antonio Pierce in the locker room. So, yeah, I think the Raiders can can surprise a couple, you know, teams in the AFC next year. Um, they obviously need to work out what they're going to do at quarterback. Aiden O'Connell was decent, but he's obviously... Not a superstar by any stretch of the imagine, but you know who knows he could improve and um, see what happens there. But yeah, I thought it was a good season for the Raiders, all things considered, with that franchise. I find it really difficult to to give a franchise that sacks the coach mid year more than a C. Look, yeah, B minus might be, yeah, but I, I see, what, I see, what C you're might from, be more justified. Yeah, I don't know. There's still there's so many question marks. I think your know, interim interim head coaches can bring so much enthusiasm and and where it's next year is going to be really interesting in Vegas um, for so many reasons. But yeah, I, you know, it's 
for for mine, despite the way that they ended the year, super disappointing for the Raiders. The Chargers, I mean, has there been a more disappointing franchise <laughs> in the NFL? We we spoke, we gave we gave the Carolina Panthers an F. The Chargers might be more disappointing than the Panthers. Uh, yeah, well, they're very close too. I think the fact that they haven't given away their um, then the number one overall pick helps. But look, it was still a complete failure for the Chargers, and definitely couldn't grade them anything other than a fail. Their new head coach, any thoughts? It's a good one. It's a good hire. I think uh, we'll see. I think it's really exciting to see what he can do with Justin Herbert. That's for sure. Chargers Ravens on the schedule next season. Yes. Yes, the Harbour Ball. going to be fun. Uh, yeah, don't have anything to add to that. The Dolphins, uh, another really interesting choice. And, and to our credit, again, doing this separately, we've ended up... So it looks different on... Like I'm looking at it on the screen. I've got given a C plus, you've got a B minus. They're essentially the same thing. Um, yeah, a couple of, couple of things go right for the Dolphins, and we're talking an, an A even an A-plus season for the Dolphins. But uh, they did look, at at other stages, they looked a fair way off it. Yeah, look, they, they got shown up against the good teams. It's an interesting one off-season for Mike McDaniel. And the Dolphins, who were obviously such a high-octane offense, but they just need to get healthy on defense, stiffen up there, we'll see what happens. Uh, but they have all the they have all the the weapons. It's interesting if Tua can take the next step because um, the question marks, the jury, they come quick, don't they? Especially when um, mm. when you don't finish the season as well as you started it. So B minus for the Dolphins or C right around about that kind of mark was was about right. C plus. Yeah. Quick question, because you mentioned him, Mike McDaniel, mm. uh, legit head coach. I don't or know. He gives t- me the- TikTok phenomenon. <laughs> interesting phrase i there's something about him that i don't like he's just he's fake mm. he's just he just seems like a strange little dude but look he, he's obviously <laughs> strange little he's, dude. That, that's a way not that's a way nicer way of what i was gonna say yeah. now i'm not gonna say it because it sounds so fucking rude what i was gonna say uh yeah look he he doesn't grab me um we'll see what happens but He's got a few credits in the bank off the back of this season, but uh, another capitulation or a you know a downturn this season. Anything but a division title um, next season will be a failure for the Dolphins. Strange little dude, I like it. Um, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings, uh, such a weird, such a weird season. I think they kind of, I don't know. I I thought that they were a sneaky shot to win the division. Um, Obviously, a variety of factors worked against them all year, and they were somehow still competitive most of the time. Yeah, I think the Vikings are built from the right stuff. I think the organisation, for instance, is in good mm. stead. Uh, very interesting off-season for them with, with Kirk Cousins and, and whatnot, but they've still got one, arguably the greatest player, well, best offensive player in the league. That's an on-quarterback, of course. Justin Jefferson is a freak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best receiver. Well, best receiver. Yeah, I think he's that. the best receiver. Uh, he's a weapon, and, and look, I think they need to do everything to get him staying in that franchise, for instance, and then, yeah. But, um, yeah, C-minus for mine, just for the 
Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's again, the, the chopping and changing of quarterbacks at the end of the season didn't sit well with me. I think they need to. You know, you can't be. I know there was a few concussions and things, but you know, Dobbs, Hall, Mullins, all within a space of three weeks, like or two weeks, it's, it's a mm. lot. They had to stick with Dobbs, in my opinion. They made the trade. They had to stick with Dobbs for the second half. Um, again, quick one. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the best offensive skill player in the league. You had to choose no external factors, but JJ or McCaffrey? It's a good question. I'm going to slightly still lean to JJ. No, I like it. Be cool. I disagree, but it's, I, yeah, I like it. The New England Patriots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't think either of us expected much out of the Patriots this season, and they didn't deliver much. <laughs> No, not at all. It was a pretty ordinary, pretty ordinary season, and swan song as opposed to Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots. Um, one step away from a fail for me. So D minus. That was the one step higher than the Panthers and the the Chargers for mine. But yeah, highly, <laughs> highly disastrous season for the Patriots. Who you know, I think it's it's going to be a long rebuild. Um, we we spoke about it. They don't have much in terms of talent on that roster at the moment. So, um, hard to see them improving much next year. Uh, you sent me a, you sent me a yes. TikTok or something, uh, whatever that was. <laughs> whatever that real. Oh, look, I'm old. I get it. Um, you sent me some video about some conspiracy theory. Not some rando, some rando on the internet, talking about <laughs> the possibility of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady reuniting for Brady's last year of eligibility at the University of Michigan to win a to win a national championship. You can't honestly, you can't honestly tell me that you think this is realistic. Imagine you got a fucking forty year old. What, what is he? Mid forties, forty six, forty six year old quarterback playing in college with a 73, 72 year old coach. Fuck it, it'd be funny. Um, it, it's it's plausible because it's possible. But but let me let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. What is what is more implausible? What is more implausible? Yeah. What, not what is not what is more plausible. What is more implausible? Brady and Belichick teaming up at the University of Michigan yeah. for one season, or or six-time Super Bowl championship head coach Bill Belichick interviewing twice know, yeah. for the hapless Atlanta Falcons and not getting the job. <laughs> Fucking weird. We, we, we said it from the start. It's just a strange fit, and it didn't make sense that the Falcons were even considering let alone fucking hire the interview the let, greatest let coach him, of all him time. Consider them exactly, exactly. Let, that's oh, yeah, so look, strange. And nah, so weird and such a face palm by the by the Falcons. But anyway, yeah, Brady and <laughs> Belichick at Michigan. Love to see it happen. <laughs> oh, this must be getting oh, late because I that I found that way too funny. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Um, oh, yeah. Me. Oh, um, 
Uh, where are we? <laughs> the, New, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, um, What? I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at look at disappointments for the... We, we've spoken about the Chargers, spoken about the Falcons, and now the Patriots. But, yeah, the, the Saints are up there in terms of disappointments. D for disappointment, my friend. Uh, mm. The Saints were... A huge disappointment again this season, and that like 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 the Jags, they had it all, you know that seat, that division was in front of them, um, talent wise, on paper it looked like theirs, but unlike the Jags, they never really got into the season. They never looked like potentially no. winning it. They were no. always behind the eight ball. They were so inconsistent. The only consistency they finally showed in offense was you know the last couple of weeks of the season, but they were too far gone then and. Um, yeah, huge pressure going into the offseason for Dennis Allen and the Saints, uh, who, have, who have completely underachieved. Even to the time when Drew Brees was there and um, they were dominating the NFC South, they never did anything um, when they had that star-studded team. And now, again, they should be running through that division. And again, it's it's a disappointing outcome for the Saints, who are starved to fix you know, have been starved to success really as well. I mean, you compare it to them to some other teams, and you you might not say so, but it's been a it's been a lean decade for the Saints, who you know hang in their hat on that Super Bowl win, which is almost fifteen years ago, if you can believe that. So yeah, hmm. yeah. You know who'd be a good coach for the New Orleans Saints? Hit me, Bill Belichick. Bill... <laughs> Tom Brady should go there. Uh... <laughs> They've already got. They've already got Tom Brady, right? Oh fuck! A, a very, a very bad <laughs> wish version of Tom Brady. But um, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Fun. Funnily enough, would be a good fit um, actually. We, I, I had it on my things to mention, and I, I don't know why I didn't bring it up with the Patriots. Um, I saw Tom Brady. Oh yeah, on the weekend. Of course, I saw Tom you Brady. Did. You, you and, swindled your way into a, a free lunch, and, as such. Um, hey. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, it was. You jump at that opportunity, though. Yeah, for sure. Look, and I said on I said on Twitter during the week that as much as I've given him shit over the years, and I've always said that he's as a pure quarterback, he's overrated. Like the resume is unmatched, at least for now. Maybe in five or six years, Patrick Mahomes has the resume too. But um, his resume is unmatched in the NFL, and there aren't. There aren't many people in many sports who can say that about themselves. There's Michael Jordan. There's Wayne Gretzky. That's about it. Yeah. Everywhere else, there's there's a debate about who that is. And even even the NBA, like people debate Michael Jordan or LeBron James. It's unfounded debate, but it's a debate. <laughs> um, there is no debate at this stage in the NFL. And... It was incredibly cool to be there in the same room as Tom Brady. Uh, as much as the event itself was disappointing, the forty-five minutes that Tom Brady was on stage talking about his career and whatever that was really cool. But the hour and a half before that, where it was a bunch of U.S. millionaire, be the best version of yourself, self-help bullshit, was awful. Uh, and that's all I've got to say. The New York Giants 
Wow, you I'm looking at this sheet now. You were real harsh on the Giants, and that's I guess because you've been bullish on the Giants for so long. You're essentially a Giants fan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, now. Oh goodness! You... If you had to choose a team in the NFC, it's not it's not your Washington Commanders. It's the, the Detroit Lions, my friend. We've already discussed this. <laughs> now nah, look, the Giants don't owe me anything. They've got me a bottle of whiskey that I didn't deserve. But no, uh, you deserve. Anyway. You won that bet fair and square. <laughs> now look, they they had an awful awful season, and I know they showed. Um, did I give them an F? Oh fuck, I did too. But uh, that's probably coming off what they did the year prior. I think that's probably fair in my assessment. To be honest, complete failure for the Giants. I gave them a D because that I think they were about expectation. Yeah, well, coming off a playoff victory. Um, it was well below expectations in my eyes, and I, I know I probably stupidly, and I didn't think it was probably more out of spite and just rubbing in your face that I picked them to make the playoffs <laughs> this year. But we know they got a bit lucky last year, but they were they were terrible this season. I saw them play some of the worst games, um, some of the worst games. That game against Seattle, I'll never forget, where Daniel Jones was just literally a sitting duck as the offensive line just were more holes than Swiss cheeses. Um, but look, once they kind of got a few players back, and um, they definitely got better. Saquon Barkley, we know, is an extraordinary talent, but he's out of contract. So, yeah, big off season for the New this York. Is, this G-Man. is where this is where labels this is where labels can get people in trouble. I think because the like, let's be honest, the Giants weren't good last year. They no, no, I don't think they were either. They, they, and I they think were, they got they lucky. They were, they were they were decent. Were they though? Yes, you don't like. I know they got luck, like they get lucky. You don't luck your way to a playoff victory kind of thing. You know, you have. But, it's a tough league to win. It's a tough league sure, to win in. Sure, but last season the NFC was wide open. It, it was, was again this year, open. and it went the other it, way. It was again this year, but it was it was wide open in in that it was really tough. Last year it was nowhere near as tough. Like. The Lions weren't the Lions last year. The Packers weren't the Packers last year. The Rams. Maybe the Seahawks were better, but but again, the the division, the the conference was wide open. The Rams weren't the Rams last year. Like, they kind of they kind of lucked their way into it. They they fell into it by being the third best team in the NFC lease that we talked about at the start of last year. Um, I don't know. I'm not, the Giants, I gave them a D because I think they were about expectation. Like, they were about where I thought they were. And they, the fact that, you, like I said, you won that bet fair and square last year. But I'm not sure they were as good as the history books will say they were last year. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Keep the Jets. <laughs> the Jets. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers-ish Jets. Bliss. Yeah, look, obviously their season ended in week one, mm-hmm. but they showed, again, inconsistencies, ups and downs. We know that defense is elite. Uh, yep. We know Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are elite. They need yep. to sort out. Um, you know, it was a it was a revolving door of shit, that quarterback. Um, yep. C-minus for mine because I expect... I know it was hard to kind of judge them an expectation without Aaron Rodgers because everyone thought he would be there. But uh, it was still disappointing. Yeah, C-minus, C, yeah, about right. I think 
might I might be harsh and say minus. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I thought they'd be. I I thought I thought they were better this year than they were last year. Mm. I know they didn't. Yeah, have they the, should. Yeah, you know they didn't have the the numbers that Wilson and Paul and and you know those guys had last year. But um, I thought they were a better team this year, despite not really having a QB, despite not having those numbers, despite. Garrett Wilson not being Garrett Wilson and, and all these things. I thought they were a better team. Defensively, they're really good. They're really good. And I think they showed enough uh, this season on offense. Again, despite not having the numbers that they had last season. That, you know, whether it's... Obviously, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, assuming there's no other injuries. But, you know, whether it's the great Aaron Rodgers or any other semi-decent QB next year for the next few years I think they're a pretty good team they're a pretty good team the Jets um, and the fact that the fact that they the fact that they didn't do what people expected them to do was solely on the fact that it wasn't Aaron Rodgers for 99.9% of the season um, the rest of the rest of the team's pretty good and I like the Jets. Yeah, fair enough. This bit's going to hurt. The Philadelphia Eagles. We both gave them a C-, and I'm surprised about that. Explain. I... Th- I was being generous. Because this is the opposite to... Most of the other teams that we've talked about overperforming their expectations. The Eagles were so disappointing. And it wasn't mm. just the last third of the year. It wasn't just the last six or seven weeks. It was all season. Even when they were ten and one, we've spoken about it all year. And and my reasoning for expecting more of them at the halfway mark was that they were you know, eight and one, whatever it was, it's at at the halfway mark, seven and one. Eight and one, whatever it was, and then ten and one without playing mm. good football, and they had so much room for improvement. And they were still winning games of football, but what we saw was what we got, and the fact that they won was a byproduct of just doing enough. Uh, and I think what we saw in the second half of the season was was the Eagles, um, for better or worse. That was the Eagles. That was the Eagles that we got. Uh, it was certainly not what we expected, and they got what they deserved in the first week of the playoffs. Um, if there was another two weeks of the regular season, they're not even a playoff team. Wow. I think they'll be better. I think they've done everything that they had to do since that loss. I think the the hiring of Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore, as much as I hated Kellen Moore at, at the Cowboys... Um, you know, whether you agree with the actual person or not, they had to make a choice, whether it's Nick Sirianni or the coordinators. And they made their choice. They made the choice to stick with Sirianni and, and, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, and if they were going to stick with Sirianni, they had to go with experienced play callers on defense and offense. And they've done that. They've done that with top five defensive coordinator over the last decade and a top five offensive coordinator of of the last decade and 
again, whether you agree with the two people and the two men or not, they did everything that was asked of them in that situation. And I, I think they'll be much better next season. Um, I hope I hope so, because I think they've got the talent. They've got, um, you know, they're built correctly. You know, they've got a strong offensive mm-hmm. line. They've got good running backs. And then they've got, a, you know, the most important position down, you know, they've got that sorted. And it'll be interesting to see what AJ Brown does. Hopefully, for your sake, he does return. Or if he doesn't return, you're getting something in return for yep. him. So we'll see uh, what happens. But I... I think AJ Brown stays. I think mm. he he he's built like an he makes eagle, peace. and he yeah yeah. Look, I I think AJ Brown stays an eagle. I think I think bringing someone like a Kellen Moore is a move, not for the next decade, but for the next eighteen months, for the next twenty four months to 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 make guys like AJ Brown happy. He's gonna he's gonna make plays on offense, and that's what you want. Um, and that was again, it's either either you remove Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts, or you keep both of them and you bring in experienced play callers at the coordinator roles, and they've they've done that. So I think the key piece is there. There is going to be big turnover on the Eagles uh, at some level. There's a lot of guys that won't be there next season. Um, but I don't think those key players, there's going to be that much movement. And I think AJ Brown stays. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, were pretty impressive. Yeah, look, they they definitely, again, probably exceeded expectations um, hmm. for mine. Um, to make the playoffs is extremely difficult in the AFC. They did that. They were a bit of a... You know, the typical seventh seed that just kind of limped in. I mean, they didn't limp in with a r- bad record. They they won ten games, but um, yeah. ultimately they were no match in the playoffs <clears throat> for for Buffalo. But it it wasn't your typical limping into the playoffs, was it? Like no. they they kind of did, but they they didn't. Like they were they were good enough, and they deserved yeah, to be I- there. It was definitely a, another successful season for the Steelers and saying that the Super Bowl drought continues, the playoff you know, win drought continues. But um, again, mm. from where they are at the moment in terms of quarterbacks, and that's the main issue they need to work out, isn't it? And uh, They still haven't got that solution or that answer you know, completely sorted. So again, tough because they play in such a strong division, but I thought it was a successful season for the Steelers. B+. Plus. Just looking at that again, maybe it is only a B. Um, I see you've given him a B. That's probably more accurate. But a, a, a solid year. Um, B, B plus is fine. B plus is fine, I think. I, you know, it depends on, on what your perspective is. And, and, you know, I think both of us have kind of switched in terms of expectations against deliverables and, and what was delivered. Um, yeah, look, I, I think it was a pretty good season from the Steelers. And, and I think they outperformed... Uh, you know, yes, they got shown up in the playoffs, but they deserve to be there in the first place. And uh, and I don't think either of us, either of us, had them there at the start of the season. So, you know, their their expectations are not the same as a Philadelphia Eagles or a Buffalo Bills or mm. you know an LA Chargers. So 
I think B plus B. Like, you're you're in the ballpark. Yeah. The the interesting question is where the Steelers go from here. A little bit in the same way as the Ravens. Like, they've been they've been so close but so far for so long. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it one piece or are they one and a half pieces? That's just impossible to bridge that gap. I don't, I don't know. Um, and Mike Tomlin has been there for so long and gotten so close so many times. But that so close is actually, when you look at it, you know, in, in isolation, it's that they've actually been a fair way off it for so long. So, I don't know. They're a good franchise. They make smart decisions. They're competitive year in, year out. And how long has it been since they had a losing season? For, for forever. Um, but yet they never feel like they're, you know, one piece away from a from a title. So... I don't know. Speaking of one piece away from a title, the San Francisco 49ers, that one piece is up for debate. But they've been they've been really close for a long time. Like really close for a long time. Yeah, they they're absolutely one, you know, one step away from an A+ plus season and um, you know, I think they need to win that Super Bowl. They win they need to win the Super Bowl this or, you know, in week and a half's time for it to be an A-plus season. Um, anything less than a Super Bowl victory now is probably not a failure, obviously, but it's um, it's important that they win this one um, considering how close they've been for a number of years now, the, the Niners. So um, the drought stretches back to, what, 30-odd years since they, since they won a... So, you know, my boy Brock could, um, could do something special... But look, it's been a f- another phenomenal season for the Niners, so um, no doubting it. They had another A grade season. Yeah, look, you're right. I, the, the difference between them being an A team and an A plus team is the Super Bowl. Um, and again, another one of those funny franchises where you talk about, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of differentiate between expectation and what they've delivered. The expectation is a Super Bowl, really. Um, but you can't, you can't give the Niners a C for being in the Super Bowl when that's the expectation, right? Like the the expectation is they're going to win the they're going to at least be in the conversation. They're going to compete for a conference title, yeah, division title, conference title and a Super Bowl appearance. Um but you can't like you can't give a Super Bowl appearance less than an A unless unless you're the Chiefs. Unless you're the Chiefs. It's been another bloody good season for the Niners. I'll, I'll give them that. The Seattle Seahawks, um, promising season last year. Yep, over-expectation last year. Um, potentially a little underwhelming this season, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, they they definitely regressed this year. Again, no no playoff appearance. Fired their coach, long-time coach, Um it's hard to see give them anything worse than a C because they still were solid. But um, yeah, I think C is um, C is still a failure in that in that kind of franchise. It's been a successful a franchise bit. for uh, a decade plus now. So look, they've they've been a strong mm. strong contender always. But uh, yeah, 
to fall away this year when um, they did so well a season ago is, is a little bit disappointing, but it wasn't a disaster. So, yeah, C for uh, the Seahawks. Quick one, again, a little bit off topic, but regression for the Seahawks, is it because the Seahawks regressed or because the conference got tougher? Yeah, it's a good point. It's probably the latter, isn't it? I mean... A little bit like the Giants, right? For sure. I mean, it, it definitely got tougher, the NFC, this year. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks didn't make the leap like the Rams, the Packers, that we've already discussed, the mm. Lions, obviously. So uh, that that's that's the difference, isn't it? I mean, they, they ended up with, with I think, a, the same record, potentially, with nine wins, and um, but this time they don't sneak in. So, I mean, in saying that, they, they were, you know, bundled out pretty, pretty easily last year, so... It's not all in all a, a complete disaster this year again. They're, they're that middling team at the moment, you know, that you hate to be. Yeah. The Bucks, uh, for the most part of the season, were pretty average. And then a little bit like the Bills, not to the same extent or scale, but they kind of put it together when it counted and they won a playoff game. And you know, weren't that far away from winning a second, and uh, it was a, it was definitely, a, obviously, a huge improvement year on year. Which is, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do when you're coming from Baker Mayfield, or sorry, from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. So look, it's um, like like we've said uh, last week. Um, all credit to Baker Mayfield for leading leading the team this year and and having a yeah. successful season, another division win, a playoff win, and uh, proved a lot of people wrong. But yeah, the Bucks were. The Bucks were good. Bucks were good. B plus for mine. It's an interesting one, the Bucks, because they obviously play in the worst division in football. So they're going to be thereabouts again next year, you'd think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And like you said, all credit to Baker Mayfield because I thought I kind of felt like his career was done. Like maybe a, a bit of a journeyman, you know, step in as a backup for the next probably eight or ten years as as kind of the yeah, the backup QB for a different franchise every year um, was his kind of ceiling. But the second half of this season, I think he showed more more than he has, not, not talent-wise, but more heart and determination and grit than he showed almost across the rest of his career. Um, hmm. And all credit to him. All credit to him. And all credit to the Bucks because neither of us expected them to be where they were at the end of this season. Uh, I think we we both expected the Saints were going to run away with that division, um, just on on pure talent level. But they they've got they've got something that makes them compelling. The Bucks, and I'm not even sure when they won the Super Bowl when they had Brady and uh, you know they, they kind of they worked their way back to to a Super Bowl and, and a title. I'm not sure they had the the grit they've got now. Like they kind of did it on Star Power and, and Brady and Gronk, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm saying it as well as I wanted to say it, but they've got something now that they didn't have even then, and they really surprised me um, in what they delivered this season. And I feel like they can they can compete for a little while still. Um, they might not win another Super Bowl, but. They were, they were pretty impressive in the second half of this season, and they deserved everything. They deserved everything they got, um, and they probably probably should have won that second playoff game, um, and they should have beaten the Eagles by more. Thirty, yeah, 
Yeah. The Tennessee Titans are really interesting, really interesting franchise for so many reasons, but um, hard to tell whether they underperformed or overperformed. And and I think both of us were around that kind of C C kind of grade. But um, yeah, overperform, underperform. No, I think they were on the way down or mm. the decline. I suppose it was probably written in this. We both had them declining. Yeah, yeah. I I, de- I didn't probably have them declining as as quickly i suppose even though they were still plucky and, and won some good games i mean that bank game they won against miami and uh, on monday night football that kind of well it's cost miami the title division title but that was a good win um to be down by that much in in under two minutes but look i think the issue mm-hmm. there is is what what you do with the quarterback position ryan Tannehill was clearly yeah. uh, a stopgap this year until will levis was healthy and and um you know, he's going to be the future for them. But, again, uh, a work in progress, still pretty raw. They've got ageing stars like DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry, who most likely, definitely the latter, won't be at the franchise next year. Um, the defence is, is kind of, you know, their red red zone defence is what they're built on, but um, you don't win win championships just by by having a good red zone defense so look i think there's a there's a lot of gaps to fill for the titans and um you know they had they had a peak over the last couple of seasons and and now it's um they go back to the draft and and see what they can do i mean yeah i mean i think i think they kind of show that they're they're going back to rebuild now i mean you know they've, they've let rabel go um yeah, Derek Henry's gone. They have to, yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more or less. They have, they've got to build around Will Levis, I think, um, and put the pieces around him over the next two years to compete in three or four years' time. And I think they've kind of got to, they've got to take the long road, like, like Detroit did. Not Detroit did over the last. 30 years but like Detroit did over the last three years to put those pieces around you know Jared Goff yep. and, and whatever um, a little bit like the Rams did to some extent when they brought Jared Goff in right like they've got to they've got to build that franchise again and defensively they know that they can make it work but offensively they need massive changes they need massive changes and, and Will Levis looks like he's He's a dude to do it with, but there's question marks there. And I'd be surprised if they were competing for a couple of years. Well, with with, with Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud and the like in that division, um, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence does. But yeah, it's it's a you know, some top top picks in the in the air, you know, in the you know, top five picks. So they're they're all, you know, can be tough, com- tough um, competing for the Titans. Well, they're so really early on, but their win loss with their their line, their wins line next year. Oh no, I think four, five or six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If it's six, you play under. But you know, I've been wrong plenty of times before. For sure, <laughs> 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 we're, we're we're wrong most of the time. Let's be honest. Um, your Washington. Commanders. My Washington Commanders. It pains me to give them a D minus, and, and similar to the Patriots, <laughs> not at all. No, look, um, <laughs> it's a um, yeah, like the Patriots, slightly 
a step above a fail um, or a complete disaster. But yeah, pretty ordinary season for the Commanders, who are completely need to gut their franchise and start again. They, that, well, they definitely do now. I mean, they already did on defense, right? Um, I, which surprised me. I, I kind of felt like on offense they'd shown enough that maybe a changing coach, a couple of coordinators, or whatever, might be enough next season to get them competing for that second spot in the NFC East. Uh, you have to imagine that that at least one of the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to win that division next season, but potentially with a step up, the, the Commanders. I thought Sam Howell was pretty good. Like, I like Sam Howell. Eh. I like Sam Howell. Eh. Put Sam Howell on the Niners. Don't fucking... <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. Come on, Nick. Uh, oh, maybe it's getting late. You're trying to wind me up. Yes, 100%. And maybe that's an off-season... That's an off-season episode on its own, I reckon. Who who would be better on the Niners than Brock Purdy? <laughs> how many how many QBs can we name? Fucking game show. Yeah, we'll be gone forever. Um, <laughs> Spin the wheel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it it certainly looks like that they threw in the towel halfway through the season and went. Yeah. The next few yeah. years are no good. They're done, and we're done. And there could be massive, massive changes in Washington in the next eighteen months. And next. Six months, really. Um, yeah, they're they're a fair way off it now because defense was their one calling card, and that's gone now. So, yeah, D D minus is probably probably fair on the year. But if you if you're looking at a prediction for next year, uh, probably generous. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you, but because next next week we'll do it, we'll do a Super Bowl preview uh, properly, but. Who are you going for? Like, not who do you think is going to win, but who do you want to win? Oh, a great question. To be honest, I, I don't... I wouldn't dislike either team winning. I know I'm uh, probably lean just towards the Chiefs. But uh, couldn't honestly, not fast. Look, I, I've already said... I said at the top of the show, I, I'm all in on the Chiefs. Um, I, I do... A year ago, a, a year and a week ago, I don't think I would have begrudged the Niners. Um, and if you go back to the last time these two these two teams uh, met in the Super Bowl, I was all in on the Niners. Um, but there's something about this particular Niners team this year that is worse, that is more grating, that is more annoying, that is more hateful in my heart than ever before um, and I, I like their coach I like a lot of their players but this team as a whole I can't stand and and I didn't think that we would get to see like you talk about the the Patriots and they're a generational team but the Chiefs, this Chiefs team are a generational team and it's the same generation. Like that's, it's almost unheard of that you get two of these teams back to back from the Patriots to the this Chiefs team. Um, 
And this Chiefs team has the ability to be better than the Patriots, I think. And I kind of want that to happen. I kind of want this Chiefs team to be better than the Patriots because they're they're more likable. They've got, I think they've got better people. Like I love Andy Reid. Pat Mahomes annoys a lot of people, and I get it. But God, he's good to watch. And Travis Kelsey annoys people, and I get it. But God, he's good to watch. And now that they've got a good defense, and they can't just hang their hat on Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes on offense, um, and this kind of generational talent. The the fact that they are so good on defense this year, um, I really love. And and I'm all in on the Chiefs. And I, I mentioned before, I had this one question about Travis Kelsey and whether he plays on next year. If if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And Travis Kelsey retires. He's got a couple of years left in him, I think, from a talent skill. Yeah, yeah, he's he said that already, but you know, things change. Things you do for love. Let's say everything plays out the way that things look like they're gonna play out, because it's not confirmed, but Jason Kelsey I think is gonna retire. He said that he kinda of wants to play on. But I think Jason Kelsey will retire. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey retires, the two Kelsey brothers are eligible for the Hall of Fame in the same year. That would be a kind of a cool story. For sure. And and look, they're both first ballots, aren't they, really? So there's no, no denying either of them. Well, Travis, Travis is without a doubt. Travis yeah. is without a doubt. And... And I think for most people, Jason is also. But there's probably a question mark just because of the position he plays. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they're both Hall of Famers. Whether they're both first ballot Hall of Famers, question mark. But I imagine if both of them come in in the same year, they're both... You don't do one without the other. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like you said, it's it's based on position, obviously, as well. But, you know, for someone in his position, he's been as good as anyone has, ever has. Have, hasn't he, Jason? But he, he's obviously got a few more years on Travis, who has already indicated that he wants to play on. But, you know, like I said, love will make you do different things. He might just want to settle down and gallivant around the world and who knows. So, um it would be a fitting swan song for a guy like Kelsey to go off with a with another championship ring similar to what mm. what Gronk did, but uh, yeah, it'd leave a gaping hole in the Chiefs because um, that's that's Patty Mahomes' security blanket. He'd, he'd take him home to yep. sleep with him if he could, I'm sure. So um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a big loss, but yeah, it's an interesting one to watch this space. <laughs> Who would you rather sleep with, Travis Kelsey or Brittany Mahomes? Uh, uh, that's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. Uh, we will keep we will keep the Super Bowl matchup facts that Ryan Lepore has spent hours putting up out. <laughs> we we will keep that for next week when we do our Super Bowl preview. Uh, but as a teaser, the Chiefs have won each of their last three games against the San Francisco 49ers. And the fact that they're underdogs in this one is beyond me. So if you like the Chiefs, get on them now while they're underdogs. Because the line I'm is feeling move. that this time next week, they won't be underdogs. So make yeah, it that. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, look, it, it'd be very interesting if, if Mahomes does start as an underdog, uh, especially after what he's done the last two weeks. So... Uh, I might. I'm with you. I think. I think the line shifts back towards the Chiefs, but and we might have a very. You know, we might have a coin flip kind of game. Mm. Uh, who knows? It's. It's going to be. Um, yeah, very interesting. Very if, interesting. If I, I did. Chi- no, go on. I go did on. say to. I did say to Matt during the week that the Niners would start favourites, regardless of their opposition. Uh, so at least I've been proven right in that respect. I mean, it, it might have been a different story if the Ravens won. I don't know, but um, yeah, I wasn't surprised that the Niners started favourites. But we'll see how that line kind of moves mm. uh, as we go. I'm a bit surprised at how quickly it's moved. To be honest, I, I did think true. that it would yes. move. And and like you, I thought the Niners would start favourites. Would would open favourites, I should say. Um, yeah, open favourites. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm surprised at how fast it's moved. If, let's say the line stays the same, like let's say one point is essentially Pickham, but one and a half, um, if it stays one and a half, are you playing the Chiefs plus or the Niners? Jeez. Uh, I don't know. I'm hesitant to go against the Chiefs based mm. on what's happened the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Yep. But it's... I um, think- I think most people would agree that Niners have been the better team all season. But can you play that in the Super Bowl against Pat Mahomes? Yeah. I don't think I can. No, it's 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 such a... Yeah, you'd be very... Yeah, bigger balls than me, that's for sure. Well said. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh, big balls and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> that's about it. Uh no go birds, no go bills. What do we do this week? What's the sign off? Play music. <laughs> go football. See you next week.